All right, so I told you about the we're back, we're back, we're live, by the way. We're on oh, mic okay. is hot right now. Oh. So no more, no more of that. <laughs> um so Jesus we did one Christ. thing. <laughs> we did one thing. <laughs> so I, I talked about the first responders night. This is military with the tanks outside yeah, and yeah. everything outside. And we sold out majority of the stadium just to army, like because there's a station near us, Fort Lee. It's like five minutes down the road. So our stadium is just filled with people in uniform, mm -hmm. which is really sick. Like, I've never seen that before. So the whole stadium is filled with people in uniform. It's a little intimidating. All really nice people. Mm -hmm. And we did a flyover. We were, we were the first team in CPL history to have a flyover before a game. So we had uh, we had a, a stealth bomber that was actually used mm -hmm. in um, – forgot what war but there was a self bomber used in real war and then it was two uh i believe kamikaze planes could be wrong they were kamikaze planes how are they huh when they've been kamikaze you're right i mean no but you, not like but I mean, like this they style good at their job this style oh that <laughs> you know what, what i say. mean yeah, they no. Just the, the, the style plan. of the plant, like you know what I mean. Like when you when you see this picture right here, that's the kind of plant I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm Japanese, I can say it. So there's we had those. And nobody had the balls to coordinate it. Which was really bad. Had you the balls to coordinate? Coordinate because we had to time it so that the planes flew over the stadium right as they were saying home of the and right. home of the yeah, exactly, right? So no one has the balls to coordinate it, and their their first idea is, Nick, you can do it. Like, intern. If it fails, we can say, oh, it's an intern stab. So. so they put this on me. Okay. Like, 30, 45 minutes before the game starts. So then I'm like, oh, shit. I have to figure out now what we're doing. So I meet the guy. They had a guy in the stadium that was on a walkie-talkie that was coordinating it as well with them. Yeah. So this, I was like, okay, this guy help. So I'm like, thank God. So I find this guy. I say, hello, sir. He goes, hello. I go, I, I'm in charge of coordinating the flyover. And he's like, yep. And I, I said, so what do we need to do? He's like, I don't know. He's telling me when to tell them to, to tell the plane to take off. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you just let me know. And I'll let him know to take the plane off. And I'm like, how early do I have to like, how early are the plane? He's like, they're 40 minutes away right now. So just, we got to get them off the ground and give them a 40 minute head or a 30 minute heads. They're 40 minutes away if you were driving there. So they need a 20 minute head start to take off. So it's to the point where I have to plan out to the minute when to get them in the air. But the flyover is the second game of the double header. Like the flyover is scheduled oh. after the second game of a, or like for the second game of a doubleheader. So, of course, the first game goes into extra innings and goes super long. So, the next game is scheduled to start at 8.30 at night, which sucks. So, it gave me some extra time 
So then I get I get the whole thing. I'm like, okay, I got it set up. We're good to go. This is like this time is set. I talked with the guy who's singing the anthem. He sang it a couple of times. We took that. He he was able to get it to. He could sing it exactly in this amount of time, so I can get the home of the brave. Twenty minutes in advance, I go up to the guy. I say, hey, we need those planes to take off. If we're doing the anthem at eight twenty five, I need those planes in the air uh, at oh six. Yeah, is whenever we need it. He goes, can't do that. I'm like what? He's like, sunsets at 8.07. The planes don't have lights. They're from World War whatever. They need to be on the ground by, or they need to, like, they need to take off at a certain time. I was like, oh, okay. So then I go to relay the information to the people above me, and they're like, all right, figure it out. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. What? I'm like, oh, <laughs> What? <laughs> So I go back down there and I'm like, okay, uh, here's what we can do. He's like, they took off. No, I said, what? He's like, yeah, they took off. And I was like, oh, when did they take off? And he goes, about, yeah, about 20 seconds ago. And I was like, about? Or he goes, yeah, about, now probably 25. <laughs> so now I'm freaking out, like freaking, freaking out. And I'm like, can you tell them to like just do one loop? Come back. He's like, oh, yeah, we can do that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I do the loop, come back. I go over to the, the guy and I go, all right, I need you to let me know right when they pass over the runway. Now, mind you, I'm still the MC. I'm still on the mic talking to the crowd, doing my games before the, mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to keep a straight face. And I'm freaking out the entire time. Okay. And I talked to the, the guy who's singing the anthem and he's like, all right, we figure it all out. Like, finally, Three minutes before the anthem, we figured out. DJ comes down. It's cool. He wants to be on the field whenever the anthem happens. So I get on the microphone. And I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, because he, the, we figured that he needed 21 seconds to walk out, get on the mound, everyone get quiet, stand up, start the anthem. Mm -hmm. So I say, hello, everyone. Please rise, stand for the playing of our national anthem. Said the guy's name. And he starts arguing with the DJ as I'm saying this. Like they get into a somehow, some way, these two guys get into a fight before before the like everything's supposed to go on. So now I'm like, well, we're just completely fucked now. Like there's just no way this is gonna work out. And the problem, the the reason they were fighting is because I told the guy he had to sing the anthem in a certain spot facing the crowd because anywhere else the microphone's going to be choppy he was demanding that he was on the mound singing the anthem and he wanted to face the sky so there was the whole argument and he took the mic from me went out to the mound sang a very choppy national anthem but god damn it those planes flew over right at home of the free or home wow. of the brave and it was an electric time wow. and an electric experience. The crowd went crazy. I was so pissed at so many people that day. For one, making me in charge of this. Two, scheduling a flyover after the second game of a doubleheader, not considering that the game might go into extras. And also, no one told me there's a rule that planes without lights. At, well, I, I, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing, dude. What are we doing? So that was probably the most stressed I probably was the entire summer. That was, that was bad. Was there a moment you were very stressed, or do you have a story that was of that's up there? Actually, okay. Yeah, I didn't even think about this, but this so, wasn't even in the notes. This is right off this the dome. Yeah, 
so there was probably my most stressed day was so as a volleyball director i had to run all volleyball tournaments and stuff Mm -hmm. so they had cbls which were caribou league tournaments okay caribou boys league tournaments it was inner camp so it was inside the camp and it was just like you make teams you put teams together and you have them do a tournament so we did a volleyball tournament for 14 or like 15 u or something so we had uh, all the seniors we had them the seniors were the 15 year old freshmen freshmen in high school where it was the oldest age group so we had them do a tournament where it was a beach tournament we had only beach courts it was only beach volleyball so it was twos we had a twos tournament fine whatever cbls for all sports then there's something called cmcl which is against other camps oh so there are actually a bunch of camps around camp caribou around camp caribou like what do you mean by actually well there's actually a lot of i don't i don't know exactly what i meant by that but um okay there are other guys camps around like there's um manitou manitou which is another guy's camp around okay so you guys would play each other you guys play manitou and like soccer and stuff that's sick okay we didn't play a boys camp we played a girls camp oh jesus christ matoka was the oh, girls God. camp there were a couple girls camps there was vega and there was matoka and there was probably a couple others that i don't know the names of but what the boys would do is they would do socials so the socials were nights where like there was a matoka social that i had to work and it was uh, they all go to the lodge and they hang out and they there's music there's a dj there's like food and drinks and it's like it's like a high school dance essentially yeah and, and the you know there's like they they kiss they're not supposed to but they kiss mm. and there's like da- they so dance all with boys each other. camp meets all girls camp it's just out there yeah it's, it's yeah just and there's a lot abs- more there's a lot more wild stuff that oh, isn't I supposed bet. to happen and <laughs> they just do it and there's like you have to st- like but yeah what are you so, gonna do man so I get in charge of running a CMCL against Matoka. So when I first hear about this, I'm like, this is an awful idea. Boys volleyball versus... Boys boys volleyball, girls volleyball. Originally, it was supposed to be we go to Matoka and play on their indoor court. It was going to be 6v6. So I was like, that's what I was told like week one of camp. And this was going to be a second session thing, which is the last three weeks. Or two sessions. Okay. I I was just told way in the future, like, hey, we're gonna eventually do a Matoka CMCL. I'm really excited about it. Was what the director told me. Okay. So I was like, cool. So I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. A week before the CMCL, he tells me, oh yeah, we're not doing it at there. We're doing it here, and it's gonna be uh, how I want to do it. Is I want to do it fours, and I want it to be two guys, two girls on each team. Mm. So mm-hmm. I had to assemble a squad of guys of mm-hmm. the seniors because mm-hmm. the oldest group. Mm-hmm. So it was going to be seniors guys and seniors girls. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. So I had to run this tournament and what sucked about it is I had to first make them. I had to make the break that not bracket, not hard. I had to make the teams. And I made one team. It was so funny. So you put the hot kids with the other hot kids and the ugly kids with ugly no. kids. Is that how this <laughs> I made the guys team. So I put them in twos. I put them in pairs of twos beforehand. Okay. And then when the girls got there, I randomly assigned the girls to the teams. Like before oh, I like saw them, okay. looked at them. I just got a list of names and I put them on the teams. Okay. 
I put there were I I didn't have enough to make I had eight teams and I had I had 16 guys but I didn't have 16 girls they gave they gave us like four, 12 I think oh. so there were some teams that were only three and there was one oh. team where it was a three and one of the guys on the team apparently like fumbled the bag with the one girl on his team what so like there was one girl on his team and he like fumbled the bag with her okay or something so they were like super awkward but oh. like like these guys talk so much game before they're like oh my gosh i'm gonna girls I'm gonna coming talk. we have girls are, coming these are, up these are like what 12 year old freshmen kids? they're freshmen they're freshman boys so they're 14 15 years old oh wait your camp was yeah i said eight to eight to 15 the age oh, range shit. these okay. are freshmen in high school okay all so right. they're talking it up hey. they're like we're about to we're about to do something yes, sir. then the girls get there and they're like <laughs> <laughs> just complete don't know silence what to do. yeah and just like super dorky don't know what to do <laughs> some the of them had at? some like riz or whatever but like <laughs> some of them had some game <laughs> some of them had some game but like no but oh what God. sucked about running this tournament was all the other kids at the camp there was still things going on I was running this during instructionals. Oh. So all the kids at other instructionals wanted to come to volleyball to watch the tournament. The girls. The tournament. There. Okay. Because okay. whenever there was a tournament, a CMCL, like there was a soccer one, the whole camp was at the soccer one. I we were all watching it. Hype. Electric, Electric factory. Same with the basketball. You go to the basketball CMCLs. Oh my God. So like they're the, so the fun to watch. The kids are going, like the kid, like all eyes are on these kids. Like it is a prime mm -hmm. time. You're good. Mm -hmm. LeBron James right That's now. what the usual CMCL tournaments, but yeah. this one was more relaxed because it was the guys and the girls on the same team. It was mm -hmm. way more relaxed. You're but not the representing other kids your were own like, camp. Yeah, but the yeah. other kids were like, we want to come watch. We watch the other CMCLs. Why can't we watch this one? Mm -hmm. They're not They're not there for the CMCLs. They're there because they're pervs. Yeah. They're pervs. Okay. Well, okay. Wait, how old are the girls? They're the same age. Okay. So they were freshmen. So it's just but all, it's but like, all it's like, the other kids. Like there's the like, oh my God, there's the girls here. We got to see. Exactly. Yeah, so okay. they would try Respect. and huddle around and I had to kick I'd them off the for like thing. three hours straight. Yeah. It was awful. So you just had kids filing into your Yeah, they all just tried to. And I had to like, yell at them no, all. And they were like, Matt, no. why are you being mean? You're never mean. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. and I was like, I was like, fuck off, kids. Go to your fucking sport. We had because I was I was like the kid's favorite. They all thought I was so cool. We had that reminds me. We had one guy, uh, the probably one, probably my best friend that I made at this camp mm -hmm. was a 25 year old man named Darius Mosley. Mm -hmm. uh, went by D. Okay. Now he is a Division two linebacker at Cornerstone University. Cornerstone is a historically black okay. university powerhouse like starting linebacker i just want you to picture this guy has the word mississippi tattooed across his forearm okay uh, not from mississippi um no i'm just kidding he is but like you can picture this guy wears wife beaters a lot okay. but like the funniest guy like just funny as hell okay. so we had a mascot that we hired to be like the full-time mascot this guy stunk i mean this guy was terrible fired by like week two not for being a bad mascot but just for being an absolute dumbass so like we what get you do as a mascot oh uh, what got him fired lots of demands like th was thought he was like the jesus christ of mascots oh he was like i'm not doing that i'm not doing i'm not doing a towel toss i'm not tossing to kids a lot of shit like that wouldn't wear like demanded that the mascot had a jersey like a whole bunch of stuff that just all right just so what happened was is they're like okay guys since we had a mascot leave 
we have to make a rotation of mascots. And since only a certain build fits our mascot, which is a little taller, like I was in the mascot. So like you have to be a little taller. We're like, we have to go with people that are in that. And Nick can't do it because he's the MC. So they picked three guys and D was one of them. Okay. D was pissed. D didn't want to be fucking mascot. He was like, I was, so it's, I'm the mascot handler. Like I'm the one that has to walk the mascot to yeah. and from. So D's the third in the rotation. So the first one, it's a guy named Will, mm-hmm. really tall guy, calls himself the Slim Reaper. Kind of looks like you, but okay. taller and he's skinnier. Okay. Like, no, I'm not calling you Slim Reaper. You yeah. actually got bigger this summer. This guy was like even taller than Matt and even skinnier than Matt. Yeah. Slim Reaper. And he's just a, white kid that was very by the book went to a nice prestigious school he was like oh yeah i'll be the mascot so he hops in there and goes out he's like he's waving at the kids and and i'm like all right and the next game i go and i get tanner is his name like tanner you're the mascot today he's like all right that's fine he's like honestly it's better than working merch like it's better than working concessions and merch i'm I'm in okay so i go in there and uh, I, i get him dressed and he's like all right this isn't too bad it doesn't even like the mascot's fine. It was a cool day. Went out there, did yeah. his thing. It's only you only have to do the mascot for three full innings. Okay. So only a third of the game. Goes out there, does his shit, comes back. Say it wasn't that bad. Day three comes around, and I'm like, hey D, um, you're the mascot today. He's like, nope. I'm like, what? He's like, not mascot. I'm like, D, you I it's I have to like, I will get in trouble if if you are not the mascot today. He's like, fucking sucks. And I'm like, D please please be the mascot he's like god damn it it's a sunday it's a faith and family game so it's just the church is out and it's a 5 30 game he's like put me a mascot so d puts it on but he's like i'm not wearing the arms i'm like what do you mean he's like because the mascot has red arms he wanted it to just be his black arms with the mississippi tattoo coming out of the pepper i actually have a video he walked out he almost got to the crowd it would have been a game changer. Like this was, this cannot happen. <laughs> who, who stopped him? Uh, management. <laughs> what do you mean? Who stopped? Him? Why would they stop him? You just wanted to have. You just wanted so to he go. He's, he's like fine. He's like fine. These motherfuckers want a show. They're gonna get a show. So he puts on the mascot, puts on the gloves, but he starts. The, the moment he starts walking. You know, like, you know, D's in there. And this one, this one, this one uh, dad, it is an African-American dad. He has his kid and he's like, can I, can my kid get a picture with Blaze? And I'm like, yeah. And he takes a picture and then uh, D walks back to the locker room after the picture. And the dad goes, can I ask you something? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, that's a brother in there, isn't it? I go, how can you tell? He's like, you see him walking? It was literally the young boy walk the entire time <laughs> to and from. So we do we do that, and it's really funny. But D's still, like, mad that he has mm-hmm. to be a mascot. Yeah. And so he only goes out for half of one inning. He has to do three full innings. Mm-hmm. He does half of one inning, and uh, and I go back in the locker room after he takes Because there's a line of kids. He only took a picture with the black kid. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes back, goes back to the locker room, and I'm like, D, you have two and a half more innings that you have to do. He goes, just let me know. 
I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, just let me know when I got to be out there. I'm like, D, you have to be out there right now. He goes, how many outs are there? I'm like, none right now. He goes, let me know when there's two outs. Then I'll get dressed. And I'm like, okay, I don't think you can put it on that fast. He's like, give, tell him when it's two outs. So I go out there and uh, one out, two out. I'm like, D, there's two outs. I poke my head back out and like first pitch swing catching the outfield. I'm like, fuck. And I go peek my head back. D's already in blaze, like already fully dressed walks out there and uh and he walks to the other team's dugout and they're like what's up blaze and he screams through the mascot fuck you motherfucker like just screaming <laughs> scream as the pepper just screaming in the bullpen like in the dugout with kids and then they're like hey, everyone these mascots are not supposed to talk it's like rule number one these just cursing up a storm so then all the kids that were in line take a pic, like parents like started to, you know, white parents in Virginia start grabbing their kids by the arm, kind of pulling them back. But then all the black parents started coming down. So then it's like, it's really, so then he's taking the pictures with like, like he's, he's doing this. Growing up, he, he, he would per, he would like tape down one, because it's only four fingers. Cause he'd yeah. like tape it down so he could do this shit. So, so then so he's, he's going out there. He's just talking. Like he's just like he's like don't touch me. Like the kids come up, dude, don't touch me. And like he's like dapping up the kids he likes. You know which kids he likes. And he's and he's just kind of shoving away the kids he doesn't like. And he's walking up and down. And so then like owner starts seeing it, and they're like, this is not good. They're like, Nick, they're in my ear. They're like, Nick, can you like calm this down or like find a way to. I'm like, all right. I'm like, all right. I bring D back. I said, they're they're gonna let you stay in here for the next inning. Like, even you don't you don't have to do this inning. But the there's there's the last inning of the game, ninth inning. <clears throat> there's two things we do. We do the dad bod competition, and we do a dance off. So the dad bod competition is we play music, and all the dads are already drunk at that point, so they'll just like take off their shirts, and yeah. it was good. It was probably one of the one of the best things we did. So. We would do that, and then we had the dance-off, which is just we let all the kids come out on the field and dance against each yeah, other, yeah, yeah. just as whatever. So Did a lot of kids gritty. <clears throat> lots of gritties. Yeah. Lots of Fortnite dances, lots of gritty. Yeah. It was always like girls doing acrobatic shit, like yeah, flips, like, yeah. and then it would be a boy just grittying. <laughs> And the boy would always win because the dugout would be like, ah, they'd be screaming for the kid, grittying, and the girl would do a backflip, and they're like, boom. It's baseball, guys. They don't give a fuck. It's just so funny. And uh, so so I'm like, D, they're giving you that, but you have to be out there for dad bod and dance off. He's like, all right, fine. He's like, just, he's like, all right, I'll be cool about it. So I get, a, I, I go out, do my shit. And then for the last inning, I go back into the thing and I'm like, all right, D showtime. He's like, let's fucking roll. So I, <laughs> so, now, so we go out there and I'm like, who's ready for the dad bod competition? Or the way we did it is I would say, Hey, if you're a dad, could you please stand up real quick? We'd yeah. like to do a little active in the dad. And then once they, all the dads stand up, I go, you've been submitted into the dad bod. And then we play the music. They don't even have a chance to sit down. Yeah. So they start dancing. And then, and then D what he's supposed to do is like hype the crowd up and I can't find him. I'm like, where the fuck, where is D? So now I'm like looking around and I'm ready. I'm like, guys, where's D and John, who's the DJ is like top right corner. I look up and I'm, I can't make this up on a faith and family night. You just see the, just this blonde 20 year old 
college girl just grinding, just throwing ass all with the mascot at the top, just doing this, just like waving it around, throwing ass back. The crowd is going apeshit, like cheering, like just like, go, go, go. And then he goes down the railing like seductively. Like he's just like looking around for other girls. And he's just going around doing this shit, dancing. And then he comes back down and just starts dancing. Like perf- like a mascot, like you'd imagine a mascot yeah. to do. Goes back to the locker room. I'm like, this is the last thing. Dance off. Go out for the dance off. D finds two beers. Like he's in the crowd. He's like just talking to dads. Hey, can I get that beer real quick? He gets two beers. As the kids are dancing, goes up behind them, stone cold crushes them, and just starts pouring it all over Blaze. Behind the kids while they're dancing. Crowd's going fucking crazy, dude. Like, the crowd has never been this excited before for anything. Wow. D goes back, gets dressed. Um, Chris, the owner of the team, is like, hey, when, when you're done, get D, bring him directly to me in the office. And I'm like, I go in there, and I'm like, D, I'm, I think they're firing you. And he goes, that was the fuck? He's like, that was the goal. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. And so I, I, I bring D to Chris in his office and we're just sitting there and Chris goes, D, we're going to make you the new full-time mascot and we're going to pay you. <laughs> and D was our mascot for the remainder of the year. Like the entire season, D was the mascot. And he was the greatest mascot on the face, like flipping people off, fucking screaming at other teams, doing this shit. He's the only mascot in CPL history to be thrown out of a game. He's the only mascot to be given a warning from an umpire. He's like racked up all these accolades. And it's just the most. And then we started doing skits. Like D had a kid. He got married. We we bought another mascot. He got married. So now we had two mascots. They had a kid. Now we got three mascots. We built a whole story around it just because D was just so funny. Whenever they found out that he like though we we had the the and he made all the skits too. Like D was he loved it. He okay. he, he started off hating it, but then he loved it. So he was writing the skits and there was one scene, there was one time we went out there and I was like, ladies and gentlemen, we just found out Blaze's wife, Holly is pregnant. And all you see is Blaze running away just in the outfield, like in the, like climbing over the outfield wall. It was this guy. I I don't know if I can find him on the roster, but cornerstone football, (laughs) my boy, Darius, I don't think he told any of his boys that he was the mascot either. Like he didn't want to tell anybody, but this dude, was by far the greatest mascot I've ever seen in my life just because he wasn't like the other. He was just, it was terrifying. He would yell at kids through the, they're like, oh my God. There was one kid. There was one kid who was like, oh my God, Blaze is black. (laughs) (laughs) But then what ended up happening is we actually, and we actually ended up like our diversity in the stadium we started to bring in a lot more diversity. Like yeah. it wasn't just a bunch of old white people say we were like, we had families and nice. it was, it was like, it was just an electric factory after that. So he was, yeah, that was probably, <clears throat> that was one of the better stories from the summer. That was, that was, a, that was a memorable moment. I'm, yeah. I'm sure you probably have one, but I'm going to have, we have to go to the yeah. next second. Excuse me. Let me do this real quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one more time. Oh my god. We're live. We're recording right now. <laughs>
I had a bad feeling you were going to start it. <laughs> All right. So that was a, that was a highlight. I know I've talked about the stressful stuff, but that was, that yeah. was a highlight. I'm sure you have a highlight. At least one. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to also talk about like my best friend there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, his name is Doran. His name is Doran Domash. Wait. His name is Doran Domash. 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 Okay. So like a British person saying dumbass. So, yeah. So, when, so how we were camp counselors and I, like how you do it is you have to have energy all the time because the kids feed off your energy. Mm-hmm. So like if you're upbeat, they're going to be happy. They're going to be better. If you're like, they're going to be, they're going to be like an pissy and then they're going to start fights. So you got to just be like, you got to have a smile on your face all the time. Doran Domash was the like, he was a camper and that's how he was. That's how he did it. He just said the most like out of pocket shit to these kids. And like, <laughs> it was so funny. Like he would, he would hit him with D's nuts jokes. He would do all the immature shit. And it was so, <laughs> so fucking funny because, and what he would do is, and I started doing this too, go up to kids, be like, Hey, high five. And then when they go for it, you pull it away and you go, booyah. <laughs> and do that shit where you stick your tongue out and your, your finger on your nose. Kids fucking cry. Kids cry like he would. He would. He would throw food at other kids and blame it on other kids. Oh, so he God. would like literally he was throw food. Shit. Yeah, yeah. All it right. was so funny. And he would. He would go up to kids. He like touch their shoulder and they'd look one way. And he just. He would just clown on kids. It okay. was so funny. This guy was having a field day. It was so funny. And we went to. So, what the staff would do is the staff was allowed to do this on nights off. You could go to the staff tent or the staff lounging like drink or do drugs or whatever staff oh. want to do okay. um like it was ext- it was like allowed and encouraged. this is at camp caribou it's like that's what the staff can do oh, then, or is this a camp barracuda well so what the staff would do on nights off is they would uh they would go to applebee's and i would also go to applebee's this it would be like our place to get away, and you know you can get. This isn't like a front for you would actually go to Applebee's. No, we would straight okay, up go okay, to Applebee's. Okay, okay, I just wanted to get the yeah, story no, no, right. No, no, no. So we would go to Applebee's, and Doran would, he would, he would be off the sploosh, is what we would call it. So, <laughs> uh, if you've ever seen holes, it's that liquid that um, is like really kind of suspicious. But we would call that like being in, when you're intoxicated, you're off the sploosh. Okay, so. Go to go to Applebee's off the sploosh and just would say the most out of pocket shit like everyone would. Like there was this one guy, his name was E. He would be like, I'm gonna light this bitch up. And would like say <laughs> that shit in the Applebee's and scream, like throw up gang signs. Awesome. Loved it. All right. Um, but Doran one time at the Applebee's, he was he was off the sploosh. Off the sploosh, of course. And he he heard a phone ringing. And he thought it was someone at the table. So he was like, who the fuck's phone is that? Turn that shit off. It was like, there was a table next to us. Oh, no. And it was like four black chicks. And they were. Oh, (laughs) no. Oh, (laughs) fuck. And and I'm like, Doran. I'm like, Doran, that's not our phone. That's, That's theirs. And Doran's like, like absolutely on another like different plane of existence he's like he's like what (laughs) and he's like oh my god 
oh my god, I'm screaming. Oh my god. Oh, and he it was, starts it was, freaking no, out. No, no, he wasn't. He was. He started laughing. Oh, he was like making a joke. He was. He thought it was so funny. Okay. And then he like kept doing it. Oh, <laughs> it was so funny. And then the main thing was we were being really, really loud at mm-hmm. this Applebee's mm-hmm. as we would a lot. And that same time, the manager was uh-huh. over by like the kitchen and was kind of looking at us. It was it was this dude, and Jake, this this guy from England, he was like he he would go to the the waitress and when the waitress would like get food or like give us food he'd be he'd always flirt with the waitress he'd be mm. like thank you casey thank you casey ah, he was using that voice he was using the accent right. he was like he was trying to get some so we were talking about how he was trying to get the waitress and stuff and then the manager starts looking at him and jake also i think was off the sploosh mm-hmm. jake is like this was your friend was your friend matthew to, off the sploosh so Jake was, Jake was, um, the manager was looking at Jake and Doran yells, the manager's looking at your penis. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and, and I'm, I'm like sitting there. I'm like, holy fuck. There's no way this is happening. I go like this. A couple other people at the You're, table are like, like screamed out. Like, like fully, he is like, the, the manager's looking at your penis. The whole restaurant can hear that. Oh <laughs> like my God, dude. And I'm just shocked. We didn't get kicked out. All right. Did the manager stopped looking after that. No, the manager kept looking. At his penis? Maybe he was looking at his penis. I don't know. Maybe. But, yeah, and we'd also scream out, like, three, you know, talking about other people. Yeah, talking about, yeah. (laughs) Three, three, two, two, four. That's, oh, my God. I mean, yeah, that's that's unfortunate that you had to be there in that situation. There was. Yeah, Doran working there was just awesome. I met. I got through it. I, in Virginia, I met the most unlucky human being ever because, okay, our parking lot at the stadium is directly behind the stadium. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, you're like, okay, if they're hitting balls out towards the fence, and like home runs, you're good because there's a netting there. Mm-hmm. You don't think about foul balls that go flying over the backstop into the parking lot. Now, I thank God. I mean, I found a tree, a nice tree to park under. Mm. And I, I so I just stayed there the entire summer. That's where I'd park. That was my spot. I got there at like 12, so the parking was open. But there was one guy. And we have signs everywhere that says, if your car is hit by a ball, mm-hmm. we we are not liable for that. Like, yeah. we, you cannot blame us. So a guy brings his truck, parks it, of course, foul ball goes flying, smashes the windshield, and he is pissed. And he comes in, and he, he's looking for anybody with a chili pepper mm-hmm. uniform. Yeah. And I'm the victim. Yeah. First person saw, he goes, man, he goes, what? he's like, you fucking work here? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah man. She's <laughs> yeah, sure. you can fucking look. Yeah, clearly, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy with the fucking microphone talking to yeah. everybody. Yeah, I'm the, yes, I work here. And I'm like, yes, yeah, sir. And he goes, he's like, my fucking car just got, the, the windshield got smashed by a foul ball. He goes, who, who do I talk to about this? And I go, well, sir, I'm sorry, but we do have signs out there that say we can't be like park at your own risk. We can't be held liable. Um, he's like, that's he's like, that's bullshit. Never saw a sign. I took him out there and I, I showed him a sign. And he actually was really cool about it. Like once he saw the sign, he's like, took a deep breath. And he's like, he's like, all right, man. I'm so he apologized. Like, sorry, I didn't mean to. He's like, I, I didn't see the sign. I, I didn't mean to take it out. And he's like, I just, my windshield just got smashed. So I'm a little, I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. And I'm like, honestly, what I would do is I would move it 
he's like, I told him the right, the, I told him about the place to park is you could park on the road in Virginia. So I was like, just go down the road um, and park on the side of like, you know, just the side of the street. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. So he goes and parks his car. This is like in the second inning. So I'm chilling. I completely forget about this guy. And yeah. I just go about my day. And the uh, one of the guys I work with comes up to me and goes, Nick, there's a guy out there that's like pissed. This is like seventh inning. He's like, he's really pissed out there. And I'm like, why? He goes, so his car hit his windshield earlier. I'm like, oh, I already talked to that guy. He's like, yeah, well, I don't know. He's really angry. So I'm like, all right, I'll go talk to him. And I go up to him. And I'm like, hey, what's, uh, what's wrong? He's like, yeah, uh, the spot you told me to park in, I parked there. Another foul ball got hit and broke his back windshield. <laughs> Completely shattered. He's like, I can't even drive this home now <laughs> because the front was just like it was shattered but still intact. Yeah. The back, it was like ball went through it, and so <laughs> he's like, he's like, what the fuck do I do? I was like, I would just leave. <laughs> I don't even know what to tell this poor guy. How the odds of that happening? God, you, all those cars in the parking lot. That's really unlucky. I felt real bad for Tyler. Like, oh, I know a spot. <laughs> you parked down the road. <laughs> Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. He parked right I next. I thought you were going to say his car got stolen. That would be so funny if his car got stolen. No, no one wants to steal a car that's got two fucking shattered windshield. Yeah. So he was pissed. There's just living in Virginia. I guess I could talk about that. Uh, I could not see how anyone would ever want to. Um, I've heard it's rough. Uh, yeah, real rough. And no one's a fan of the commanders out there. There are no com- commanders fans don't exist. Every person I met in the D.C. area or like in Virginia, diehard Steelers. Like when ne- the thought of the commanders is like, no, like that's just looked down upon by everyone. Wow. And then I told that to Dowdy. They delete the franchise. I told that to Dowdy, like in my individual meeting, because we were talking about Virginia a little bit. And I was like, yeah, one weird thing that really threw me off is like, there's no Commanders fans out there. He goes, oh, yeah, no, no. He's like, this is the life I chose. And I was like, you were, I was like, so you were born into it. And he goes, no, my mom's a Cowboys fan. My dad's a Packers fan. And I was like, you actually chose this life. And he goes, yeah. It was really depressing. It was really sad. But yeah, there's no, uh, Lots of Nationals fans, like baseball-wise, Washington Nationals, huge, huge fans. Uh, huge Steelers fans, too, but just not Commanders at all. It's really weird. I thought, it was gonna, I thought I was in Commander territory, but then I thought about it, and most people that I know that are Commanders fans don't live in Washington. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's trippy. But you got any bad luck or uh, – I mean, you have a whole thing of story. I want you to take out the best story you have in that list right there. I have a good one. Um, and I want you to give it to me. So, the staff. So, there was, there was, there was good staff. There was a lot good of good staff. staff. But there were a couple, a couple – interesting. So, obviously, you're in Maine for two months. Mm-hmm. You're not with your significant other if you have one or you're single and yeah. you're looking to mingle. Which is rough, yeah. There are people that, you know, they look at other non-bunk staff and they're like, ooh, la, la, give me some of that. Because mm. the non-bunk staff, they're the girls. And mm-hmm. so, so... that just means they commute to the camp? No, they they stay in a cabin off away from all the boys 
and uh, on like the other side of the peninsula. So, so like, was there ever any, the was there ever any sneaky, sneaky over to the? So what happened? Mm, so what happened is okay. first story. One of the baseball instructors, unnamed. Classic. He actually um gra- just graduated from one of our rival schools, Adrian. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's a he's nearby. He had sex with <laughs> with one of the nannies. Okay. Uh, at the camp because the the directors they had kids and since they were always working they needed someone to watch so they had nannies. So one of the nannies and this guy this baseball director had sex on second base Ooh. on the baseball field. Oh. Literally, like it was it was nighttime, obviously. Oh my god! No, ever, That's all the kids risky. Yeah, they had sex on second base. Why was, not at home plate? I don't know. If you're, well, if you're rounding the bases, like well, home plate was they go to first and do maybe stuff at first. Go to, and they just in second they stopped. At they second. were like, all right, let's just do it. They yeah, just, they got impatient. <laughs> all right. Okay. Oh, I don't know. All right, continue. I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Uh, another story is there was I'm saying I'm saying this. Okay. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Completely unrelated. Um, there was another story where it was one of the archery instructors, uh, not too athletic, but kind of ha- started to have a thing with one of the golf instructors. Okay. And they start flirting it up, you know, on their nights off, they're drinking and they're they're flirting it and they're doing all that. They eventually, you know, got there and they um, met up during the day at the riflery shed, and mm. they did it in the riflery shed, and mm. they got caught oh. by one of the directors. Oh no! So then they got in trouble. I don't know what happened, but they got in trouble. But oh, that did gosh. happen. They had sex in the riflery shed. Do you think the director let them finish before, like, no, before, like, I doubt it. Calling. I think it was during daytime. It might have been at night, but it's fucked up. But then, at another camp. At Camp Barracuda. Yes. Mm-hmm. There were two tennis instructors mm-hmm. that came as a couple. What do you mean by that? They were a couple. So they, they, they were a were couple both. before they arrived, oh, and they came to camp as a couple. Okay. So, the girl was really good at her job. Okay. Like she was These are both tennis instructors. Both tennis. Okay. She's she's really they're both good at tennis, but she's really good at like the counselor part of yeah. the job. She's good with she's kids. Big mommy. Yeah. The the guy, <laughs> on the other hand, was really dog shit. It's just his a daddy. Job. He didn't want to be there. He was really quiet. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of was there to hit girl. Not like abuse her, like have sex with her. Yeah. Yeah. Like clearly. Just yeah. Um thought it was gonna be one thing. Yeah. Didn't know what he signed up for. Yeah. So eventually they get they get told by Camp Barracuda to out of nowhere, they're like, leave. You guys pack up 30 minutes, you're gone. Oh shit. So awesome. something happened where they got fired like instantly. Mm-hmm. My theory. They were using tennis balls. They were doing it. Mm-hmm. And someone caught him. Mm-hmm. But it's probably a kid. Oh fuck! That's what I think happened. Oh, but I shit. don't know for sure because no one knows. Which means that that's absolutely what happened, right? When no one knows, it's always the worst. 
like possible I mean, thing. I'm not saying that's what happened because I don't know. And I don't want to just, yeah. But yeah. 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 I, uh, I had a pretty big fuck up this year. I actually got banned from, did I tell you about this? No. Oh, oh, there is a team. You know what? We're going to use our Bluetooth feature. I'm going to play the video. Okay. Um, so as you guys know, I worked for the team. Try to hit each other peppers. And what we do at the away games is we would make a whole bunch of videos. Um, just kind of trashing the other places okay. that we were at. But we did it because, because other teams liked it when we did it because they, they had to deal with those problems every single home game. And they were happy that like someone else was calling it out because then it kind of put pressure on the teams okay. to fix it. So we went to high, high point Thomasville, which is uh, just a team that had, I mean, they were good guys. They had, their problem was in the outfield right before the wall, there was a hill like okay. in, in the field of play. There's just a hill that goes up the entire wall. So if you're a player and you're like, there's a home run you're tracking, you have to run up the hill and catch the ball. That's really weird. So that's like, obviously one of the things that we make fun of and they liked it. And then it also, it starts to create rivalries yeah, out yeah. of like nothing. So then we can market it as like, Oh, rivalry game. And that's what one of the other teams did. Well, we were playing one team. I'm not going to name names. We were playing a team called the Martinsville Mustangs in Martinsville, Virginia. Right. The name, name the not going to name any names. The name of their field literally is Hooker Field. Okay. Easily the worst field I've ever seen in my life. Okay. One million percent. Oh, I can't even, I won't let me connect to, uh, that's really sad. Can I actually not connect to this? All right, it doesn't matter. Basically, we're doing the same thing we've always done. We go to Martinsville. We make the video. It is a banger. Um, I'm going to just play it on the mic for you. But we were playing them on the 4th of July. Okay. What is – have you – you've been to a baseball game before, right? Yeah. What goes hand-in-hand hand together? Baseball, and then after the game, there's fireworks. usually Fireworks. So on the 4th of July, what is every baseball team in America doing? Fireworks. Fireworks. Guess who's not? Martinsville Mustangs, no fireworks 4th of July. Another thing to make fun of. So this is the video. I can't. I can't. Uh, wow, Matt, you should look at the message that was just sent to us right now. And group me. Oh, my God. Okay. We just got breaking i'm gonna need to pause this real quick we'll be back sorry about that yeah Brief, that was matt just, and i just got a huge email about a brand deal that we've been trying to get for a long yeah long it was time. just we had to celebrate okay wow my heart's pounding okay um electric factory so martinsville we make this video which is why i had my phone out yep, in the first yep, place yep that was why uh so let me <laughs> wow let me get the video so there's oh, no fireworks man. no fireworks fourth of july and this is the video that we we put out there. So let me. Nope, that's Thomasville. Billy Pepper Nation. We are currently here playing the Martinsville Mustangs in Martinsville, Virginia. We are at Hooker Field. No, I'm not kidding. All right, Chili Pepper fans, I'm here with Ethan I News, a.k.a. Swisher. 
Also, the funny thing is that all these guys I'm talking to are like top of the line Division One baseball, like about to go to the MLB, and you just realize that these guys are just dudes, just like us. Like they're they're just as funny as we are. It's 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 great. So here we go. Here we go. Valid. What did it say? Tur- he was making fun. He, they don't, baseball players don't like turf fields because when you slide, it just burns. Oh, okay. This is just this is just random. Look at these seats. The Roman style seating. We got concrete seats over on the left. If you want severe back pain for four hours, we got features to the right. That bad. TikTok favorite, Troy Shepard. Troy, Look at uh, the bullpen. big bullpen guy. I want to know your thoughts on the actual bullpen itself here at Hooker Field. Dude, so like, when I walked in here today, you know, I was expecting, um, you know, something to be pretty rough today. You know, feels not the best, but I'm very impressed. There's nothing I would rather It's the worst bullpen. <laughs> So what are your thoughts on the Martinsville Mustangs not having fireworks on the 4th of July? Soft. So I get banned. Soft. So I immediately get banned from their stadium for life. Really? After this, dude, that, that video was not even that bad. So no. we, so that was, that was July 4th, July 18th. We go back, except I, I did not, I don't know what happened, but I was not in Virginia. I think I was with Alyssa. Mm. So I wasn't in Virginia at that time. Whenever it's going on, but when they went there, there were no handshakes before the game. Their coach bitched out our coach, who had no idea about this. But our coach and I were we're, we're the funny yeah. ass guy. Um, so there's no handshakes, and it's like their their coach is like, "Yeah, your little fucking Waffle House boy." Like that's where the nickname came from. That's where this whole thing originated. He's like, "Your little Waffle House boy is out here talking shit. Control your players." He's like, you're calling our, you're calling us un-American. That's what they were most upset about. That whole video, the un-American part is what they were most pissed about. Un-American, you know, Martinsville, Virginia. So there's a whole spiel. I get this email from their owner, like, you are not allowed in the stadium for athletic events, um, any any sort of event whatsoever. So I'm like, these motherfuckers just threw away half their attendance by banning me in the first place. And so they're like, Waffle House boy, where's Waffle House boy? Where all? Th-? So then. The last game of the year, they came to us. It was the very, very last game of the year. And because we beat them 15 to 2. And it was a slaughter rule. We The game ended early because we were kicking their ass so badly. Wow. And so we made a video. And we just did. I mean, it was. I can never go back there ever again. <laughs> I cannot go back to Martinsville, Virginia. But it was hell of a time wow. making those videos and, and just being an absolute dumbass. But yeah, I. Waffle House, Waffle House boy. Yeah, but that's all I got. 
that's that's a great two hours we just yeah did no problem do you have anything left that you gotta say i'll keep it for next time all right we will see you guys later we are back class is in session the void uncut is back see ya